Don't follow any football club. You can read the announcement later. Who beat who? See, it's transfer season now, have you? It's over now. Uh-huh. They will summarize who went where. Don't waste it. Look, listen. The Bible says the days are evil. There's a lot of Boko Haram on what they call it on uh, social media. They don't sense physical bombs. They sense spiritual bombs. They stop your soul for nothing. And I hope you have not joined MMM Nigeria. <laughs> Father, God, anybody here who joined MMM, have mercy. Don't kill. Don't kill. Collect that money. Don't return it. Covetousness. You are looking for free money. It won't bless you. You are a thief. Only. Only. You are looking for free money. There's no free money. Money comes only one legitimate way. By grace with labor. Are you getting my point? Yes, sir. I don't know why human beings don't seem to realize what's going on in life. These things come up and down every time. When I was in school, it was planned well. Umana, umana. Monetary. It came, ruined many people's lives. When Jesus said, beware of covetousness, you know what it means? Covetous, the things that are dangerous are usually alluring. That's why I said beware. Yes, yes, yes. I hope I've delivered you. If you don't hear me, you will hear the truth later. And in case you don't know, if you carry your neighbor or your friends there, now Allah will say to the two of you, <laughs> God has sent me to come and deliver you. <laughs> no, you say check out. You say check out. <laughs> you will just sit down for a house. Person could pay you 30%. Interest. Why does Buhari not give them all our national resources? <laughs> Many they pay thirty percent every month. Buhari will just come and say, "Come, I have seen the secret to economic recovery. Just donate ten billion dollars. They go give national assembly. <laughs> How many percentage every month? What? Listen, the truth is that those guys are simple Ponzi schemes. Some people say, "I'll quickly put in my money." And then go away before it collapses. If you think like that, you are a thief. You are a willing participant in fraud. You know some people will be hurt and you want to collect their money and run. You and the criminal that's using a gun, the difference is the weapon. Beware of what? Covetousness. Don't worry. Don't be in a hurry. In due season, God will bless you. Somebody say amen. In your time, things will work out for you. He said, dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Make up your mind what you are supposed to be doing. Do it diligently and give God time. Do it diligently and give God time. Listen, let me be honest with you. I'm not into secular music and all of that. But one thing that interests me about some of these musicians you hear of, either it's Two-Face or what's the name of this Inugu boy? Flavor. Before, before Polo Park turned to Polo Park Mall, that's where Polo, uh, Flavor used to play music in the evening. I hope you know. Yes. Now they are hearing him from South Africa, hearing him from Europe, hearing him from America, from Lagos, from everywhere now. It was Polo Park in the evening that I used to play music. Free, thank you. Many of you knew Two-Face as a student in IMT. So they didn't just wake up one day and say, ah, music is selling, let's go and sell some music. Listen, if you cannot find what, if you can't do what you are doing confidently, that is with joy, why you wait for God? Find something else to do. 
That is how Christians prosper. Not that you give somebody, you sit down in your house, give somebody money, give you 30% every month. You, you say you are encouraging the man to, you, you know, like they say, you are just begging the man, lie to me, lie, lie. Don't tell me the truth. So if you tell me the truth now, my conscience will be disturbed. Just lie. I don't care what you do, just give me my 30%. That's not part of my message. Can I go back to my message now? Uh-huh. But I hope I've helped somebody today. That your hard earned money, the devil won't get it. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. He will plant your seed, it will grow appropriately. Amen. In his own field, God will cause it to multiply in the name of Jesus Christ. Covetousness will not collect it from you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. So the devices, all right, that God gave you, please, it's not for gossip. It's for the word of God. Put a message on it. Get your SD card loaded with good words. Have like four preachers at a go that you pack their messages inside. There's something I do when I want somebody to talk to me and teach me the word of God, the letters, everything, the spirit behind them. There are men I listen to. When I want them to, I want to be charged up and feel like jumping through the roof. I tune, change the channel. They are men for that. When I want to hear testimonies that I just encourage my soul, I know who to look for. I have a number of them like that. I just scroll, scroll. Mm. I said, ah, David Paulson, mm, what do you say about the five covenants of God? You click OK. He starts teaching. Teaches for like three hours. So I do that. There are different people who do different things. When I want, you will hear testimonies that will just charge you up. Let me listen to Kenneth Hagin. Yesterday, I was very laughter through my sleep. Kenneth Hagin was teaching and the spirit of joy came to the place. And men were just laughing and laughing. I started dreaming of laughing people. If we're depressed, the depression will go away. You load the SD card. That's what these devices are for. The Bible says knowledge will increase. That's the idea. On this little device, this afternoon, I updated my, uh, what do you call it, my Bible software. So I had to re-download Bibles, you know, materials and all of that. When I get back home, I'll go and finish it. Do you follow what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Please, there are so many books. That's why I thank God for the spirit he gave us, so that our materials are out there free. Many people's materials are there. You just pull them in, pull them in, put them into your device. When you want to waste time, waste time reading something. That's just what I'm going to encourage us. Fill your head with understanding. Are you getting my point? Uh-huh. Don't waste all the time. Like I said, forget all this Snapchat and Instagram thing. It's not for the photograph you want to see. Go and search it later on Google. You'll find it. Don't be wondering what, what some people will be eating. Celebrity wants to eat. First bring out his food. Photography and send to, to Instagram. Do you know that Satan wants to waste your time? I hope you get my point. The Lord is good though. Back to what I was saying. So please, I was talking about a particular book. I know where I went all of this. We're talking about what? Huh? Happiest people on earth, yes. So please get that book, please. All right? Please get the book and read. Because I tell stories from all of these materials many times. Now, that man, there's a way he used to do his ministration. Now, before I talk about that story, let's read this particular scripture, right? It's in line with what we are teaching. The book of Daniel, chapter 5. I just want to show how, you know, we were saying earlier that our duty is to properly reflect God. Remember that? Yeah, that's our duty, to properly reflect him. Jesus said, you are the light of the world, and you are the salt of the earth. What does he want us to do? We are to infuse the light of God into places. We are the ones that will show people what God is like. I want to just show something to us here. 
something that um, was said concerning Daniel when there was a problem in Babylon. Please open your Bibles quickly to that book of Daniel chapter 5. You know the story of many, many tekel of fasting. Remember that story? Handwriting on the wall. Now, I don't want to spend time talking about that. What I just want to bring us is from, let's read from verse 8. The Bible said, Then all the king's wise men came in, but they could not read the inscription or make known its interpretation to the king. Then King Belshazzar was greatly alarmed. His face grew even paler, and his nobles were perplexed. Now, the queen entered the banquet hall, that's the mother of the king, because of the words of the king and his nobles. The queen spoke and said, O king, live forever. Do not let your thoughts alarm you or your face be pale. Now, notice verse 11. There is a man in your kingdom, she says, in whom is a spirit of the holy gods. And in the days of your father, illumination, insight, and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods, were found in him. And King Nebuchadnezzar, your father, your father the king, appointed him chief of the magicians, conjurers, Chaldeans, and diviners. This was because, verse 12, an extraordinary spirit, knowledge, and insight, interpretation of dreams, explanation of enigmas, enigmas, and solving of difficult problems were found in this Daniel, whom the king named Belshazzar. Let Daniel now be summoned, and he will declare the interpretation. This is a summary of the reputation that Daniel had in the courts of Nebuchadnezzar. I said something to us before, let me just repeat it again. It's very important for those who do not know. That the Jews did not even consider Daniel a prophet. I found that there's the way the Jews arranged their own canon of scriptures. They have the writing of Moses, they have the prophets, they have the historical books, and what they call the Chetubim, or something like that. And you find out that Daniel was not included amongst the prophets. He was placed with Esther, Ezra, Nehemiah, books like that. That was where they placed Daniel. Very interesting. Now, why am I emphasizing, emphasizing that? You see, therefore, that Daniel's regular job was not that of a prophet. Every other prophet you find in Israel, they were basically priests, if they are not called prophets alone. They were people that their job was just to be prophets. They are schools of prophets. The man went from, house to, uh, from town to town, went on a circuit, go from here to there. Some of them were judges, people like Samuel. And their duty was to bring forth what the Lord was saying. That was not Daniel's case. Why didn't the Jews consider him a prophet? They said there was never a time he came and gave us the word of God as God speaking through him to us. And listen, that's a matter of fact. Now, it's we Christians that look at him as a prophet because the things he said, they apply to our times. Even though they apply to his times, but then they didn't see it as a message to them personally, as a nation. Why am I talking about it? I want to emphasize that Daniel was from most periods of his life, was a regular civil servant. And that was where he established the reputation of God. You are getting my point? It was through him that God showed to Nebuchadnezzar the reputation of God. What he did was to do his work well. All the problems he got into was for doing his work well. 
when they ganged up against him and said, let us make him, no, let's lie to the king. What happened was that they went to lie to the king. They are king, you are a god. Let's canonize you. They said, how do you know I'm a god? They said, it's simple. Let people pray to you. And then after that, we'll get answers to prayer. And we'll testify of it. We'll decide that you are a god. All of that was to put Daniel in trouble. Why? Because the Bible says that the man, there was no corruption to be found in him. Once they put him in charge of things, everything worked well. He invented accounting methods by which the civil servants couldn't chop money. So, <laughs> treasury single account for, for, for Babylon, and he was in charge. When the king saw it, they said, Ah, Darius said, This guy is too good. Let me put him in charge of all the accounting system of the whole country. Ah, the boy said, Oh, more. Things have ended. Pajego <laughs> die. Are you getting my point? <laughs> all this Egunje, nothing. So that's when they began to strategize to remove him. Yes. The truth is that when Daniel was put in that lion's den, he said, There was innocence and faithfulness found in my heart towards you. He said, I didn't sin against God, I didn't sin against you. And that was why God sent his lions and they shot, and God sent his angels and they shot the mouth of the lions. Listen, Daniel's job was just to serve Nebuchadnezzar, Darius, all those men well. It was, it's while he's doing his work, sometimes a pressure will come upon him, he'll go and pray. He had compassion for his nation. So those things used to be burdens on his soul, so he'll pray. And for that reason, God will come and give him, listen to this. A personal encouragement. Most of those revelations, personal encouragements. The man prayed for things, and God said, you will not see this in your lifetime. But let me tell you what will happen afterwards. The angel said, I have come to give you skill and understanding. Why? You are a man of high esteem. Listen, Daniel left the temple in Jerusalem as a little boy. He never saw it again. He died in Babylon, did not come back to Judah. But we gather together and read his book. We gather together and read the story of his life. But he was a dedicated, what we in today we call civil servant. Let me just really add that one. So when somebody tells that there's nothing a Christian is doing in politics, it's a lie. Oh, it's a fat lie. He's not looking to do politics the way other people do it, but some Christians have a duty to be present there. And let nobody come and criticize our vice president for you because he said he joined the APC. Who's the leader of APC? Do we know how he got his money? Who's the president? Is the man a Christian? So what is he doing there? For, please, don't answer people like that. They don't know anything. If people like him live there, you understand? Whatever light God wanted to shine into that place through him will become blind like darkness. No, he has to remain there. He has to remain there. And if God gives you the opportunity, please enter there. I hope you are getting my point here. The person said one day a young woman came to him and said she's tired of this thing. The way she works in the office, they are persecuting her because she's the only Christian. The place is difficult and all of that. That she's resigning the job. And thank God, she just got a job to work in a Christian organization. So just came to tell this man of God, I'm resigning from my office, I'm joining the Christian organization. 
The man said, he looked at her and said, mm, is that so? Now, you are about to deny your co-workers the only way by which the light of God will shine in their faces. You are about to deny your office the only person that is bringing the life of God into the place. He said, now you are about to deny the people the opportunity to come in contact with God through you because you claim they are persecuting you. He said, by the way, Go and start your work in your Christian organization. You now know what Christians are made of. <laughs> so that's why you know that it's not every Christian that's exactly like Jesus Christ. She had never seen it from that perspective. She went back to work, withdrew her resignation, whatever it is, and returned to that place and realized that I am the light of God that's supposed to shine in that place. That was why Paul said to Timothy, and to Titus, when you want to choose deacons, go to their places of work and check the reputation that they have there. I hope you're getting my point here. Listen, what we call secular work, that's my teaching for today, is the work of God. I said there are many kingdoms. My friend Pastor Corey quoted a scripture the other day. Talk about different men that came from different places. That they came like the army of God. That the Bible says that all of them had one purpose in mind. To make to establish David as king over Israel. Are you getting my point? People came from different tribes in Israel, and they had one purpose in mind: to do what? To establish David as king over Israel. He said, "What are we supposed to do as Christians? Therefore, our duty is to establish Jesus as Lord over every aspect of life. Anyone that He places in our hands, that is where you are working for God. Listen, when you go to church." The primary reason why you go to church is to go and learn how to do the work of ministry. That's why we read from Ephesians chapter 4. He gave gifts unto men that the gifts, we mentioned that, was it on Tuesday, that there are different kinds of gifts. Paul said, through the grace that is given to me, I say to each one of you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment. What I was trying to say, he said, I want you to know the grace that God has given you. That is the grace I have is to provoke the grace that is upon your life. You are getting my point here. Now, but what, what was I saying? So those are the people that he called apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Their duty when you go to church is to fire up the grace of God that is in you. Then you go back outside and go and do your work so as to establish Jesus as king. You are following my point. Remember I was with the story, right? Can you remember that story? That is the person we are talking about. I said I will come back to the story. That's um, Demos Shakarian. Let me tell the story to establish for us one major way by which God expects his character to be shown to people. You know I said, when people want to see God, God says that they have to look at you. They shouldn't come to anywhere else. They see one of my children, they should have seen me. Philip said, show us the father. Jesus said, what do you want to see again? Remember the story? Show us the father. He said, I have been with you all this while. You are telling me you don't know what the father is like. Listen, that is God's aim for every person's life. That in your office, once they have been with you, they should know what God is like. By your attitude to work, by the excellence with which you do what you are doing, by your compassion towards people around you, by your willingness to make sacrifice so that people can be established. These are some traits of God that you must have. 
that these things must be seen in you. So when they say God is kind, they know kindness by looking at you. When they say God is excellent, he said you are the one that's supposed to show forth his excellencies. Many people want to carry a Bible and speak. You know, when we were young those days, if you heard Ramon Bonke preach, you, you memorize what he said. I remember there was one particular man of God, I won't mention his name. Good man, I'm not saying anything bad about him, I just want to mention his name. He came to our campus to preach. And by the time he finished preaching, man, I was so blessed. I crowned everything he said. Next time I went for evangelism. The first room I got into. I sat down. I wasn't caring about them per se. I began to preach what this man said. Except that even as I was saying it, I knew I was not making any sense. <laughs> as I was saying it, I knew that what I was saying had no meaning. Nobody could understand this rubbish that was coming out of my mouth. Once I was in, I was in a vehicle in Lagos. I was going to a badon somewhere. I don't know, was it Benin? Public transport. And one young man did something, and I want all of you to learn it, please. Everybody listen to me. Learn, learn this. He preached in an interesting way. There was crisis that time, around the June 12th crisis, that, that kind of period. Right, the anniversary of June 12th was around that period. So crisis in the nation. And the young man, we were inside a, a, a taxi, and we are going to a badon or a Benin. I'm not very sure which one now. And he said that um, he wanted to share something with us, whether we had a few minutes. You know, people that preach the gospel in vehicles, at least in Nigeria, thank God for it, is thriving both as business and as preaching. It's thriving. And thank God for it. No, don't make light of it, all right? Don't let those who are doing the business side blind us to the fact that God has given us freedom. And it will not last forever if we don't use it properly. I want you to just understand that. That's just the way the Lord behaves, all right? So, we're preaching vehicles. The Tezitipa Tipaka way, everybody preaches it the same way. The soul that sinned, it shall die. And for these days now, they've not added offering to it. You now give an offering. When I was much younger, nobody took offerings when you preached in public places. You just preached and you left. Right? But now, that's why we know business has now come into it. But people preach the same way. Take a scripture, say the same thing, do everything. You know, the evangelistic kind of message. But that young man that day, he did something very different. He taught. I don't know what I get my point. It was a sound teaching. It wasn't the normal, you know, evangelism. Let me tell you, Jesus is coming again. You are still walking in sin. No. He taught us about what was going on in the country from the word of God. And when he finished, and he just he said something like, I just hope you guys understood that. Thank you very much for your time. And that was the end of it. They make an altar call. They didn't see it. That is, he took about five to ten minutes and showed us how God works, what's happening in the country, why we should not be discouraged. These are the things we can expect. By the time we was done, he thanked us for our time and he left it there. And I remember that day, I was so impressed that this guy didn't come the normal way. He didn't come the normal way. Why? Because the Bible says that we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Many of us have gifts that are like Rehon Bunky. So every time we enter, but we don't have the face of Rehon Bunky. So it doesn't have the same effect. Are you seeing what I'm going to explain here? God has gifts. Whatever the, your gift appears like, don't worry. He will manifest himself through it. Let me say that again. Even if your gifts don't appear so spiritual, use it properly, he will manifest himself through it. A young man, one day I went to preach in Old Path here, Old Path Revival Assembly. They had a special men's program. So one of the days I was one that spoke. And when I finished, one, man came to, one young boy came to talk to me. Young guy. Just finished NYC. I never heard that before. 
He said people give their lives to Christ when he beats the drum. And he's playing. You know, maybe nothing special. They just leave the drum there. He just sits on it and starts playing. People will pause and be repenting. And does the entire word. I hope you are getting my point. Don't, God knows what he's doing. He, he knew that not everybody would be Rehon Bonky. They shouldn't all try to be Billy Graham. Each person should just identify what he can do and do it properly, even if it doesn't appear spiritual. You can just be a good administrator in an office. Your administrative duty is the way by which God is showing people his excellence, his glory. And many times, you know, he said, other men labor and you came into their labor. All right? Let me explain something to you. They forget this thing that God is not counting how many souls you want for him. I want you to understand that he's not. He can't count. He doesn't count such things. You know why? He said, poor plants, Apollo's waters, then God gives the increase. The poor that planted is different from the Apollo's that watered. Then one God gives the increase, another man will put in the sickle because the harvest has come. Uh, don't forget that. Many of the evangelists you see are sickle putters. They, they are there to, you know, harvest. In fact, let me explain something I explained here some time ago, which we don't understand. Have you noticed some, you know, many of us who grew up Pentecostal circles and all of that, you look at some, maybe a reverend father, a reverend sister, who didn't have that kind of power gift of the spirit the way you have, who came into your area before you, that those people, they didn't understand the gospel the way we understand it now. That's why we are getting more results. Have you encountered that kind of attitude before? Yes. But when you came and said, Jesus is the healer, and they said, Amen. And you began to minister. People were getting healed and they were believing. And you said, you see, this is how to do it. What you don't realize is that Jesus was not strange to them. You didn't ask yourself, how did you know about him before you came? You came, about, you came talking about Jesus. They knew who you were talking about. Who, introduced, who told them about him? The reverend sister. Who was there 50 years before you? Oh yes, she doesn't have your own power of the spirit. Praise God. But when you showed up with the power of the Spirit, they knew which power, which Spirit, which Jesus. They knew. You didn't have to introduce that Jesus again. She sowed. Somebody has watered. Then time for harvest, you just showed up. You're not feeling like James Bond. <laughs> you are feeling like James Bond. I'm telling you, you know, people sometimes say that, oh, uh, Young Gicho built a one million man church and they talk as if he knows how to. The Bible says he himself does not know how. Forget all these principles of church growth. I've read all of them. I don't believe most of them. <laughs> listen, no, no, li- li- listen, listen, listen. I am not saying the principles are bad, but they don't guarantee any results. There are no results in principles. Every result is in God. You can use those same results if the time is not right, you get nothing. I told you my friend, Pastor Craig Sokoto, he used to believe that he understood the principles of church growth, church planting. As a young boy, he said, how can a pastor start a church? And in one year, church members are not up to 50 or 100. Either you are not called or you are lazy. He put it in his head like that. And God said, my guy, I will correct you. Don't worry about it. Started a church. After one year, only him was a member. Know <laughs> the truth? <laughs> he said he got the first member the day he gave up. Yeah. The day he made up his mind that, God, I'm going back home. You didn't send me here. It was that same day. <laughs> One guy, but I, I don't know how God motivated that guy. 
The guy maybe out of pity just just do this for me. He said, "Man of God, God said I should join your church." That was what gave me encouragement. How do I know this story? He told, he confesses himself. He said, "My brethren, I used to think I knew how to do it. I did it for one year, nothing." The Lord is good. I said, "The Lord is good." <laughs> he said, "I did it for one year, nothing." What I'm going to emphasize is, listen, there's no lesson. Whatever you are doing, you fall into a particular category. You may be among those who are sowing. You may be among those who are watering. You may be among those who are putting in the sickle because the harvest has come. That's why God is not, you can't go to him and say, Lord, we want ten souls for you. He said, which, uh, which ten souls? What are their names? Israel, Okemute, Banki, his wife, their wives. <laughs> 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 you finish counting. Say, hi. Huh? Say, when did you meet Okemite? Say, the moment I saw him, Lord, I didn't let him rest. I gave him the word. He gave his life to Christ. All right, so it was the day you met him that he gave his life to Christ. Because the angel just said, my friend, move. You are a, a sickle putter. You just put in the sickle because the harvest was, had come. Say, five years before, somebody planted the seed. You were not there. From four years ago till that day, somebody was watering it. I'm sharing the reward. You will get your portion. Calculate his portion. Gabriel will just bring out the calculator. For community salvation, give that guy 0.5%. 0.5. Why? So he didn't do anything. In fact, he did his hand like this. We, we shook the, the, the fruit, fell into his hand. Who sowed the seed? Said the seed. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, there's one SU brother when he was in secondary school. That's the seed. Are you getting my point? No, I'm saying all of this for you. Don't despise what is with you. Don't despise what's in your hand. What you just need, just one thing. Maintain the testimony of God in all that you are doing all the time. Maintain that testimony. You will see, they told Daniel, ah, you try. He said, no, it's not me. There's a God in heaven that reveals secrets. That's what Daniel said. He said, there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets. They said, Joseph, we heard you can interpret dreams. He said, no, no, not, not me, sir. Interpretation is with God. I just happen to know him. So, sometimes, you know, he speaks, he lets me know. So, I will ask him for you. Do you understand? They always gave credit. And that's why Elihu, when he was speaking, he said, I'm not saying I'm so wise. He said, but there is a spirit in man. Whatever I say to you today is the inspiration of the Almighty that gave me the understanding. You have to maintain that testimony all the time. I'm emphasizing something here. You don't know how God is using it. That's why I talk about those who sow, those who water, and those who come in and reap. Each person must make sure whatever God gives you, use it, please. You go to an office, he says, do your work well so that they will think Jesus is the person working on your desk. And when they say, how come you walk like this? Say, it's the grace of God. I thank God for what he has done for me through Christ Jesus. Leave it there. Say, it's a seed. I'll get somebody else to water it. The time of harvest, I know what to do. All of us want to be harvesters. Have you heard what I said? Give your life to Christ right now. The man said, why should I? So I have to tell my pastor, I, give, I, I led somebody to Christ. Come on, give your life to Christ. 
So the guy, look your face, look your face. All right, no problem. Say after me. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, come into my heart, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior, be my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And when you go, the guy will say, is that guy okay? <laughs> the Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. What am I going to emphasize? Listen. Each person, God knows what he's doing. Just make sure you are diligent in what you are supposed to be doing. There's a story I've been trying to tell since. Can I remember this story? I'm going to get there. All right? I'll tell the story and then we'll close with it. Demo Shakaran was a dairy farmer. Let's make a long story short because of our time. Those days, please go and read the book. I can't tell the whole story. To be able to pick, assume you go shopping for animals to put in your head. How do you know which animal is good? How do you know it? They had experts that used to advise. But even for them, it was guesswork. You are getting my point? But Demo Shakarian never used an expert and always got it right. Always. Always got it right. How did he do it? The Holy Spirit literally used to manifest. As he's going around looking at the animals, one of them suddenly starts glowing. It's as if somebody is shining a light from above. Bright light on that animal. The animal just starts glowing. Nobody else sees it apart from him. And then he just says, give me that animal. No matter the price on it, he buys it. And he never goes wrong. That was the same way he used to know who to call to speak during full gospel businessmen fellowship meetings. After a while, people took notice. This man, you must have a secret advisor. Initially, he denied it. Then I said, why am I denying it? They are right. There is a secret advisor, but not a human being. Not what you are thinking. Who's your secret advisor? There is a God in heaven who made the cattle on a thousand hills. He knows them by name. He knows their genes. He can read their genes from looking at their faces. That's a testimony. Listen, that's why I tell Christians, be careful. You are in the office. They have no pay salaries. You are whining like everybody else. You are an insult to the Lord. You come to work. They have not paid. If they don't pay, there will be no peace in this office. And then during prayer meeting, 12 o'clock, you hear the pastor, let us pray. Now, in this office, we will now say, every enemy that will not pay our salary, the fire of God will burn them. Begin to pray. Holy Ghost fire, the blood of Jesus upon our enemies. They will never give their life to Christ. We are as evil as the rest of them. If you walk into that office with joy and rejoicing in your heart, you're not pretending. Have they paid? No. Oh, wow. We thank God. We will survive. Young lions may, may be hungry. They may suffer hunger. Those who seek the Lord will not lack anything good. You're not angry. Haba. My destiny is not in their hands. Say, this is the third year they didn't promote you. He said, listen, no human being can promote me. No human being can refuse to promote me. In due season, I will be promoted. The Bible says, not from the east or the west, not the south comes promotion. But God is judge. He brings down one and lifts up another. Leave it there. There's enough space. Don't worry about it. You have that attitude. You are not speaking for yourself, my brother, my sister. You are speaking for the God who we call our Father. I hope you're getting my point here. Listen, when Daniel was going to speak for God, that was what happened though. Daniel was not known for the number of times he prayed in a day. He was known for, he prayed at home, he came to the office, he had a spirit of excellence. 
That's why if you're a workman, let me tell you something. You know, there's this rubbish. Uh, Nigerian mechanics do it a lot. Or got manager like that. Have you heard that thing before? It doesn't matter. Toyota did something, put it inside. One mechanic comes to tell you it does not matter. Maybe you don't know him, woman. That dollar, he, he, he manages it like his life depends on it. If there's one piece of metal in that vehicle that's not important, he won't put it. Like, so I always tell Christians, don't walk on somebody's car and remove something that says it doesn't matter. Tell him what it does. Tell him why you have to remove it, if you have to remove it. And explain it. Just don't, don't dismiss it because of your ignorance. I mean, you, listen, you, the way you treat your clients, that's the point I'm making. It's service unto God. If a man gives you his car to repair, you repair it anyhow, you have misrepaired the car of Jesus. Unless they are going to Nazareth, there will be a problem on the road. They can't get to Capernaum. Why? They get to, <laughs> they left their car in your office. <laughs> yeah, no, think like that. They are going for the wedding. They give you the cloth of Jesus to <laughs> You saw it wrongly. You had the reason why there will be no wine that day. When their wine will finish, <laughs> they say, who multiply wine? He didn't come, why? <laughs> that guy didn't finish his cloth. I'm just, just think like that. I, I don't know whether I get my point. Just think like that. Think like that. Imagine that you are a teacher of children. Just imagine that Jesus is coming today with his questions. Children are coming, 12 years old. Just know that one of them is Jesus Christ. And he's coming to harass your soul with questions. So prepare well from home. That's what it means to do your work as unto the Lord. They put you in charge of the temple. Look for the areas of prayer. Don't let anybody sell anything there. Because if Jesus shows up, he's going to flog everybody. I don't know what... Are you following my point here? That is how we Christians reason. That is how we Christians reason. Anything that's placed in our hands, we treat it as if, listen, this is the assignment of God. And listen, we do it as excellence. He says, through us, it's showing forth his excellence. Let me end with this. We maintain a testimony. One day I saw somebody who succeeded, we're talking about himself. Please don't follow this American braggadocious attitude. I'm the best. I'm the greatest. Before me, there was nobody. I am the best. I'm the fastest. The biggest. The strongest, the latest, all those S, 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 S things will end your life. What should you do? How come you are this excellent? Literally, forget the fact that it's not common Nigerian language. Say it like that. I thank God. It's by his grace. When not for the Lord Jesus, I won't be able to do this. Say it and be bold about it. How come you fix this guy so nice? Ah, my brother, I used to be hard though. But I prayed. After that, now I'm not joking about this. You can make this experience I've had. You make diagnosis with inspiration. Listen, a Christian doctor who understands what I'm trying to say, all right? You understand it? They can't do it. You look at the patient. They, they don't know what you're doing. You've checked and checked and checked. I'm convinced what is right. They did this one's wrong with this fellow. But anyway, let's do this investigation. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's do this. They do it. Every, MRI, blood test, everything will confirm what you said. To be what happened. How did you know? This, some of you just said, look, I have noticed. Anytime we have difficult diagnosis to make like this, anything you say is right. Ten times out of ten. How come? Don't say, now nah, look. If you say, now nah, look, God will sack you by himself the next day. 
Say, my brother, there's a spirit in man. The inspiration of the Almighty gives them understanding. Anytime I have problems like that, I go home, I go and pray. And I come back the next day, the solution talks to me. Remember, there's seed, there's watering, there's harvest. It is not all of us that are harvesters. But God says, every day, be planting the seed. Every day, be planting the seed. Demo Shakarian planted the seed in the hearts of many people by just testifying about how his dairy farming business succeeded. I hope you are getting my point. If you are having problems in your business, don't run to church. Say, God has called you to ministry. Let me just quickly end with that. Yeah, let's end with that. Let's end with that. God can call people into ministry. He can fail their business suit because they are not listening. Are you getting my point? But that's unusual. What did I say? What did I say? Many people have gone to seminary out of frustration. Government did not pay minimum wage. Dollar is expensive. They can't do business. They can't pay. They can't. I mean, there's not enough money to do everything they want to do. They say, God is calling me to ministry. I came to tell you today, God didn't call you to any ministry. Did you hear what I said? You did the first business, it failed. Second one, it failed. You are owing everybody. You have now decided that God is calling you to ministry. I have come to tell you today, God is not calling you to any ministry. You are working in an office. They gave you the first query, second query, third query. You are facing the scenario panel. They put you on three months suspension. You now say, God is calling you to ministry. I have come to tell you today, God is not calling you to any ministry. Hey, but this man testified, hey, he's an unusual case. And what he did not know is that God had called him properly several times before these problems began. You're, on that, you're only hearing the call. When the problem began, there's a problem. You say, what do you mean? I will explain. Uh, what is his name? Peter. Things were going rough. Before Jesus called him, he gave them victory. I don't know what I hear what I said. Yes. Listen. Elisha, when Elijah called him, he was plowing with 12, um, how many? Was it 12? 12 yokes of oxen. Yes. You know what that means? He had a large farm. Farming business was good. And God said, you, come. And he left the place. I'm not saying God can't call people in the midst of their difficulty. But I'm here today to tell you it is unusual. It's not a normal thing. Many people are going about their normal business, using excellence to do it, and they are doing it well. Then God said, that is enough for this season. Look at what he said. You have been faithful in a very little thing. Come, let me now put you in charge of ten cities. He didn't say, because you have ruined all my mina that I gave you. I hope you are getting my point here. He didn't say, because you ruined all my mina that I gave you, I will now put you in charge of five cities. Paul said, when God found me faithful, he gave me a ministry. Before you run away from that place where you want to go away, first of all, I'm giving you an assignment today, go back there and succeed. Do that business well. He said, I failed two times. Um, uh, this man failed four times. Is it three or four times? The one I give as an example is Peter Daniels. He, fin- he came out in that business a multi-millionaire. Henry Ford started three or, two or three car companies that failed before Ford Motor Company picked up. 
It's not every little business success that, uh, failure that's a sign that you have been called to ministry. Serve God in that business first. Serve God in that civil service office first. If you're on suspension, listen to me. Don't resign in the midst of suspension. Repent first. Go back to work. Work for three more months, six more months. Put excellence in such a manner that the day you are going, they are crying. Now you are leaving and they say, he's going at last. Ha! Praise God. I hope you're getting my point. Let me end my message here. Let's go home. What have I said today? What people call secular job, all right, is a work of God. Do it, the Bible says, as unto the Lord. Do it as what? Unto the Lord. Don't fail in it and say, it's, God, it's a sign that you enter into ministry. Many people do it too. One of my friends, Damon he's a pastor, in, well, he's a businessman in nature. He also does ministry, and the one is a pastor. He said, you go to the market, the man is not in the shop. The man that is a banker. 11 o'clock, he's not in his business. Where he has gone to church to pray. You come next day, business is not doing well. Where is he gone? He has gone to church to pray. Any pastor that's trying to help you, a businessman, does not allow you to attend to the business. Say, oh God, are you sure? Let me just close the shop for these two weeks. Let's do the prayer. Yeah, it's true. No, you can go on vacation. Are you getting my point? He told me that he tries to help them. Some of them, they are owing banks. They are owing loans. At the end of the day, when the whole thing has finished, they now queue up that they want to join a seminary. <laughs> and he knows why they failed. Because, listen, forget MMM Nigeria. Money is not cheap. Is ministry an easy thing? Ministry is very dangerous. Ask Pastor Murphy, ask Pastor Kemote. You know why? Most ministers, they don't have supervisor. You need the wisdom of an aunt to do well. <laughs> Consider her ways and be wise. But if you are working for government, if you don't come, they give you query. If you're a pastor, don't go to your church, nobody's going to give you query. The church will collapse. Some people run away, they think that, listen, what, you know what I'm saying to Ministry is hard. If you are going to leave business for ministry, better learn the hard life in that business. Because business, you can see how your money is going, how it's coming or refusing to come. In ministry, there's no, there's no way of using money to judge whether you are doing well or you are not doing well. You can finish preaching and they beat you. <laughs> it's true. So if God gives you the opportunity, so use what you call secular to prove your faithfulness in life. Hold it and use it well. Before you run away from there and say that after I failed in it, God now called me to ministry. Believe me, even Saul, when God was going to call him, he was succeeding in chasing Peter and Co. He had killed one Christian. He was looking for more. I said, yeah, this guy is doing well. Call him into ministry. <laughs> I hope you are getting my point. A, a, a successful thief has more hope in ministry. <laughs> the Lord is good. Look, if I continue talking, we won't go home. Let's bow down our heads. Let's just thank the Lord. I, I, I don't, did I say anything today? <laughs> because sometimes I start wondering what you managed to say after all these hours of keeping outdoors, sitting up, looking at you. Let's bow down our heads and say, Father, we thank you. Say, Lord, we thank you. Say, Lord, I commit myself to faithfulness again. Very important. That's the message. That's the prayer. Lord, I commit myself to faithfulness again. I commit myself to faithfulness. Lord, whatever I put my hands to do, let it prosper.
Say, Lord, whatever I put my hands to do, let it prosper. That's, yeah, that's the prayer point. Let, we'll pray that prayer. We'll, after that, we we'll rise to our feet and we're out of here. Say, Lord, whatever I commit my hands to do, put my hands to do, let it prosper. Let me reflect you in what I am doing. Say, Lord, let me reflect you in what I am doing. In the name of Jesus Christ, we have prayed. Our Father, we give you thanks again for today. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. I said the Lord is good. If you are important in the assignment of God on the earth, give me an amen. amen. If God has given you a gift with which you be a blessing to people and reflect his character, give me an amen. amen. If you are going to be faithful in all that you do so as to reflect him properly, say another amen. amen. I declare to you that it is well with you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Can you just put up your two hands? Let's, just, let's, let's receive the blessing of God. I declare to you that you are free in the name of Jesus. Amen. Sin will not have dominion over you in the name of Jesus Amen. Christ. Amen. In the time of adversity, you will be safe. Amen. Listen, the young lions may lack and suffer hunger, but you will not lack anything good. Amen. Anytime they say there are no jobs, look for your own. It's waiting for you. Amen. If they say there are no jobs, I say look for your own. It's waiting for you. Amen. There are people that God says, no, no, don't look for a job. Create two or three. One for you, two for somebody else. Yeah, that will be do, done through your hands in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Safety is your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. As you go out, you will be safe. Amen. As you come back home, you will be safe. Amen. Listen, this is God's word. No evil will befall you. Amen. And no plague will come near your dwelling place. Amen. Let me say it again. No evil will befall you. Amen. And no plague will come near your dwelling place. Amen. No sickness will attach itself to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Every affliction has been nailed to the cross of Christ. Therefore, I declare you free in Jesus' name. Amen. If anywhere is hurting you, maybe you are sick for any reason, just put your hand there quickly, quickly. Just the next few seconds. I want to pray. Let's lift God's rod over it. Himself took our infirmities and our diseases. By his stress, we have been healed. Amen. I say to you, by his stress, you have been healed. Amen. Therefore, I rebuke that sickness. I rebuke that affliction. I command it to disappear from your body now in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen to this. I like to say this all the time. Old age is not a disease. Don't make any excuse for Satan. You forgot something. Say, it's my age. Stop calling trouble for yourself. You are not seeing something. Say, I'm getting old. My eyes are getting... Stop saying things like that. This is God's word. Mark the righteous man. If he's old, he'll still be full of sap. You will still be young and full of sap. Listen, this is God's word to you today. Old age is not a disease. Age is allowed to do only one thing for you. What is that? Make you wise. Only wisdom is age allowed to add to you. And that is your portion in the name of Jesus. It is well with you from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. In the name of Jesus Christ. Alright, let's share the grace in fellowship. Because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, surely we have passed out of death and we have passed into life. We have passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We have passed out from under the curse into the blessings. All things have passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil because we are seated high above with Christ. This is our season of fruitfulness and multiplication in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. One more time. This is my season in the name of Jesus. Bless somebody beside you. This is your season of fruitfulness and multiplication. Look for another person.